The Prophetic Voice of Our Time, a presentation of Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church on AM 630, KSLR. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the Prophetic Voice of Our Time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello and welcome. This is Joshua Sasso and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. God has been doing some really miraculous things, even though the year has just been starting. As many of you may know, this past New Year's, Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church hosted an event called the Prophetic Gathering of the Saints. And during this event, God did many miraculous and wonderful things. And I'm really excited to share some of them with you. I'm here and we're going to talk about specifically one of the prophecies that was said about the body of Christ. God declared a prophecy to the church through Pastor Christina. And this prophecy is a directive from God and a roadmap for the things that we as a church need to continue to do through the new year. Now, before we start, I just wanted to remind you of 2 Peter 1.21. It says, For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Because you see, the word prophet in Hebrew comes from the word navi, meaning spokesperson. So a prophet is a spokesperson of God, and that is the place of prophecy where God is letting his people know what it is he plans to do and what he is he expects from them. It also says in Amos 3, 7, Surely the Lord God does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. So that's what's happening here, and that's what God has given us an opportunity to see what his plan is and what he needs the body of Christ to do this year in 2015. So the following is the prophecy to the church that was said during this prophetic conference. And we're going to go into more detail. We're going to break it down so that we can know exactly what it is that God expects of us. And we're going to back it up with scripture because all prophecy has to line up with God's word. If it doesn't, that means it's a false prophecy. So we're going to go into more detail, but here is the prophecy to the church. Number one, become like me, saith the Lord. This shall come forth by following the example in Isaiah 54 through 5. Number two, to those who are called to finance the gospel in the transfer of wealth, those that are in the economic and the financial sector, Focus on financing the Great Commission. Number three, be more eager to make your calling and election sure. In other words, take your post. Number four, big changes are coming. Some life-changing, some life-transforming, and some of global proportion within the body of Christ. It is necessary as you allow God to set the course of your life or your destiny, and if you followed wholeheartedly, even in 2014, 
you are now in a position to receive in 2015 and make disciples wherever God assigns you to be. That you can now go ye to the whole world to preach the gospel and to implement God's ways of doing things here on earth in every sector of society. And number five, hear the voice of God. Learn to differentiate his voice from other voices you hear, including our own spirit and mind. So these are all the five instructions that God has given the church for 2015. So let's let's examine this a little bit closer. So the first one, become like me. God wants us to take on his characteristics, to take on his attributes. It says in 1 Peter 1, 14 through 16, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. This is said again in Leviticus 11.44. I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy. So God is calling us to be holy like him. We are to become more and more like him. For in him we are to live and be and have our being. Now, this seems like a very daunting task. I mean, how are we supposed to become holy like God, the most perfect being in all of creation? Well, the thing is, though, is that we can become holy by drawing near to God, by allowing God to change us. Now, the direction in the prophecy, it says to follow the example in Isaiah 54 through 5. So it says in that, and this is the amplified version, verse 4, the servant of God says, the Lord God has given me the tongue of a disciple and of one who is taught that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He wakens me morning by morning. He wakens my ear to hear as a disciple. The Lord God has opened my ear and I have not been rebellious or turned backwards. So let's Look at this. So it says that God has given me the tongue of a disciple of one who is taught and he wakens me to hear as a disciple. So the whole point of this, the way that we can become more like God is by being discipled by God himself. That is how you get the anointing. So often we get this feeling like, oh, I'm not qualified. I need to go through training. Oh, I need to study this. But the thing is, is that the way to get the anointing in the kingdom of God is not to do it by any kind of process, not to go through any kind of programs, but to allow God himself to come in and teach us. And if we're open to allowing him to teach us, then he can do miracles and wonders. The second thing it says, it's, it's a process of discipline. It says he wakens me morning by morning. So this is a daily thing. It goes each and every day where God is working towards making us like him reconciling us back unto him and making us to be a holy and living sacrifice for him. It says in Mark one thirty five, and this is Jesus, it says, very early in the morning, he wakens me. Remember, he wakens me morning by morning. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And you see, this was a routine for Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus was the Son of God, yet still he was wakened morning by morning, and he went to his solitary place where he prayed. It is a discipleship process. 
we need to work to draw near to God, to become more and more like Him. Now on to the second point. Focus on financing the Great Commission. That those who are called to finance the gospel and receive in the transfer of wealth are to focus on financing the Great Commission. So what is the Great Commission? Well, it's found in Matthew 28:19. It says, Go then and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This is our objective as the body of Christ. So those of you that are in the marketplace, don't think that just because you're not a preacher or don't think that just because you're not on a podium that you can't reach people. You are in a position that many people in the church cannot even achieve because you're able to reach people who aren't in the church. You're able to reach people who they wouldn't otherwise be able to be in contact with. Because we have to understand that wherever we are, that is our ministry. If we own a business, that is our ministry. If we're in sports, that is our ministry. If we're in politics, that is our ministry. If we're in media, that is our ministry. So often we we seem to glorify preaching or we seem to glorify being a pastor, full-time ministry, that if we do that, then we are holier. Or if we do that, then we're more set apart for God. But the thing is, is that God has called and set apart business people. God has set aside people in politics. God has set aside scientists for his glory. And we need to take hold of those sectors. So those of you who are called to be part of the transfer of wealth, great. Just remember that our focus is on financing the Great Commission. And God is giving us opportunities so that we can reach people in ways that we could never reach before. So the people who are called to be leaders, they're going to have two characteristics. I mean, they're going to give God the glory and they're going to represent God for who he is. It says in Jeremiah 9, 23 through 4, Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For these things I delight, saith the Lord. So we need to represent God as a good God, as a loving God, wherever we are. And when we do that, he will delight in us and he will delight in that. Now, the third instruction is to be eager to make your calling and election sure. We have to take our post. God can't use people who will continue to sit around just waiting for something to happen. Many people claim that they're waiting on God. Oh, I'm waiting on God, waiting for him to move. But Matthew 11:12 says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. We have to take it by force. We can't sit on the sidelines and just hope that some miracle will happen. Let's let our faith and let's let our calling be known by the actions that we take. It says in James 2, verses 14 through 19, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says that he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warm and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? 
Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. See, this is what needs to happen. Rather than us talking so much talk without any action to follow, why don't we just allow our faith to be shown by the actions that we do? It says in the next verse, You believe that there is one God? You do well. But even the demons believe and tremble. It's not enough just to proclaim our faith. We have to act on it. What is the thing that God has been calling you to do? The thing that God has shown you that we've let slip by? No longer. Let us no longer let these things slip by. We need to take hold of it, be eager, or else someone else will take our place. Or else someone else will go forth and snatch up that opportunity because God is moving forward. But those who are eager, those who are willing to take their post, those who are willing to press forward, those are the people that are going to persevere. And those are the people that are going to receive in this great move of God. So we have to be eager to make our calling and election sure. Second Peter 1.10 says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Remember the parable of the talents. In the parable, the master gave his servants each their set of talents. So each servant went out and invested those talents in places. And when the master came back, the talents had multiplied because they had put them to use. But there was one servant who just sat on it, who didn't do anything with the opportunity that was given to him. The Bible says that he buried the talent and hid it. So when the master returned, he saw the investments that the other servants had made, and he rewarded them accordingly by giving them positions of authority. But what happened to the servant who did nothing with his talent? It says the master said to him, and this is in Matthew 25, he said, you wicked and slothful servant. After that, he took the one talent that that servant had and gave it to the other who was faithful in the talents that were given to him. Let us not be like this servant. Let us take hold of the opportunities that God has given us. Let us not lose them so that when he returns, he will be proud of the things that we have done so that when the time comes, to see what we have done with our talents, he will be able to trust us with more. The fourth directive in this prophecy states that big changes are coming, some on a global scale, and that those who allow God to set the course of their life and who followed him wholeheartedly in 2014 will be in a position to receive in 2015 and make disciples. And this goes along with the third section, that those who are faithful in the little that God gave them and the instructions that he gave them, now he's willing to trust them with more. And that's what's going to happen in 2015. 
So those of you who are going to be placed into positions of authority, remember that we need to focus on the Great Commission, that we need to focus on expanding the kingdom, that we need to focus on the opportunities as God has given us and allow him to lead us even in our new positions of authority so that we can take over in every sector of society. And those of you who may look back at 2014 and see opportunities missed, let it not be too late. Let's take a hold of what God has for us now and let us go forth with full determination, with full dedication so that we can take hold of the opportunities that we still have before us. It isn't too late. Let us commit to seek after the opportunities that God has given us and allow him to be the Lord of our lives. What does that mean to be the Lord of our lives? It's just like we said before, he wakens me morning by morning that each and every day we allow God to direct our path. Every day we wake up, God, what do you wish for me to do today? At the end of the day, God, how did I do? Did I please you? Did I honor you? If we allow God to direct our path and to lead us down the path of righteousness, the things that he's going to open us up to will be so great, will be so miraculous. Which brings us to the fifth point in this prophecy. The fifth point is, hear the voice of God. Learn to differentiate his voice from other voices you hear. Because... If we try to go about this but cannot hear the voice of God, then it will be all in vain. All of this relies on our ability to be able to hear God's voice and take directives from him. Allow allow him to be the Lord of our life. Allow him to go forth and lead us in the things that he wants us to do. So how do we do this? How do we differentiate whether or not the voice we're hearing is God's or if it's another spirit? If the voice we're hearing is one that we should listen to. We can figure this out by going to 1 John 4. It says in verse 1, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit. See, so we should not trust every spirit we hear, but instead, test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. So that's it. That's how simple it is. If the spirit is willing to acknowledge that Jesus came down and became fully man and died for our sins, then that spirit is from God. The other way we can test it is that the directive from God will always line up with Scripture. Always. God does not contradict himself. So if you get a directive, if you hear a voice that contradicts Scripture, that is not from God. In addition, it will line up with the attributes of God. Is it loving? What is the motivation? Does it honor God? Does it point the way to Christ? If it doesn't point the way to Christ, if it doesn't point its way to God, then it is not from God. Another thing to be conscious of is if the voice you hear tickles your flesh, if it's something that your flesh likes to hear, then be very wary. If it's something that your carnal nature is in favor of, then be very wary. Because the flesh is always at war with the spirit. 
Now, does this mean that if you enjoy the thing that you hear, or if you like what you hear, that it necessarily isn't from God? No. But don't be quick to jump on something because you like it. Instead, take the time to pray about it. Make sure that it's from the Lord and use 1 John 4. Because that is the blueprint that's been given to us in the Bible to test the spirit. God will not be offended if you test the spirit. Many times he will even interrupt you and finish the sentence. So these are the five instructions that were given to us during New Year's Eve. Become like the Lord. Those that are called in the transfer of wealth, make sure to focus on financing the Great Commission. Number three, be more eager to make your calling and election sure. Take your post. Number four, those who follow God wholeheartedly in 2014 will be put in a position to receive blessings and make disciples in 2015. And number five, hear the voice of God and learn to hear his voice. If we can do these five things, the Lord will do mighty and wondrous works. And test this prophecy for yourself. Judge it against the scripture. I have shown you many scriptures that line up with the instructions that were said in this prophecy. So if there's anything that doesn't line up or it doesn't make sense, let us know. Prove me wrong. But I've shown you that each and every one of these points, they line up with the scripture. They are in the perfect will of God and body of Christ. If we take hold of this, I really urge you to take hold of this because if we do, then 2015 will be a truly glorious year. It looks like I'm starting to run out of time, but before we go, let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father God, we lift up each and every one of these listeners, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are working in their hearts even now, God, to see the opportunities that you have given them, Lord. I thank you, God, that you are opening their eyes, God. I decree and declare, God, that their spiritual eyes are being opened now, Lord, in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, that they are gaining a passion and an all-consuming fire, God, to do your will, God, to do the calling, God, that you have in their life, Lord. And I thank you, God. I pray, Lord, that they would, each and every one of them, come to know you in a personal and intimate way, Lord, in Jesus' name. That they will not falter, God, that they will not turn to the left or to the right, Lord, but they will continue onward, God, to the straight and narrow path, Lord. I decree and declare, God, that businesses are springing up in their lives, Lord, in Jesus' name. That you are filling them with inspiration, God, visions, God, that they will come to know you closer, Lord, in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, for new inventions, God. I call them forth, God, for growth of finances, God, in Jesus' name. And I come against illness, sickness, the spirit of death, division, Lord, in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, that each and every one of their loved ones, God, is set aside for your kingdom, Lord. I thank you, God, that you are raising them up, God, to be an example, God, to be leaders, Lord, in their respective fields, God, wherever they be, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, well, we're about out of time, but feel free to call us anytime. We love to hear from you guys. If you want to call us, let us know how you're doing. Let us know how this broadcast is affecting you. It's always encouraging to hear from our listeners. If you want to call us, our phone number is 210-396-7891. Again, that's 210-396-7891. You can also mail us at P.O. Box 1579, Holotus, Texas 78023. 
Or you can visit our website. Feel free to visit our website anytime at www.sogmi.org. There you can find podcasts of this broadcast. You can find information about our church if you want to visit us. We meet every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. And we meet Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 7 p.m. So feel free to check that out if you want to learn more about us. Again, the website is www.sogmi.org. That's about all the time that we have for this week. Next week, feel free to join us again. We're going to be talking about the prophecy that was released for the United States of America. And this was, again, released during that conference that happened New Year's Eve. I told you, you guys missed a lot, but we're catching you up. So feel free to tune in next week. It's really great, some of the things that God is doing in this nation. So until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com. And all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org. AM 630 KSLR. For more information on Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church, go to the program guide at kslr.com.